Welcome to Inside the 435, a podcast dedicated to reporting the latest political and business news and giving people of all ideologies a platform to make their voices heard. Before we begin, please follow and share the show with all of your friends and feel free to message us on Instagram at Inside the 435 with any questions that you would love to hear answered on the show. And now, here's your host, Jack Bowie. Hello and welcome to episode 31 of Inside the 435. Today, we're going to be talking about the Derek Chauvin trial. Uh, Derek Chauvin is a police officer accused of murdering George Floyd. And we're going to uh, field some calls from our callers and take some questions and uh, just have a nice uh, little episode here. Nice broadcast talking to some of our viewers and some of uh, our friends about what is going on in the Derek Chauvin trial. So Derek Chauvin is the police officer who we all saw in the video kneeling on the neck of George Floyd for nine minutes. Almost half of that George Floyd was completely unconscious and unresponsive. And people stood there and screamed and his fellow officers stood by doing nothing. People stood there recording, screaming. Uh, Paramedics stood by um, off duty telling the officer that what he was doing was going to kill him and that he needed to stop immediately or George Floyd would die. These plea, uh, pleas were completely ignored and um, nobody really did anything. That you know, Nobody who could do anything did anything. The only people there who could do anything were the other three police officers. And Derek Chauvin was a higher rank than them. It's a very hard thing to do to stand up to somebody who was a higher rank than you. But in this case, it would have saved somebody's life. And therefore, they are complicit. They are um, being charged uh, with aiding and abetting uh, to second-degree murder, aiding and abetting to third-degree murder, and aiding and abetting to manslaughter, I believe. I think those are the charges. And what we need to talk about is, number one, you know, not what should happen, because I don't, I don't really think there's much of a debate there, right? Um, I think that really one of the only uh, things that, that needs to be you know, talked about is what's going to happen. And how this jury is going to uh, react to this whole situation. How this jury is going to um, judge this case. Uh, we, we know, we, we've all seen the video. I, I really think that it's, it's very difficult to put together a jury that is going to, to vote to acquit in this case. I, I think it is almost impossible to put together a jury that will vote to acquit in this case. Um, but but are, did they do that during jury selection? Did they have the ability to put together a jury that's going to acquit in this case? I tell you what, for the sake of our nation, for the sake of our cities, that jury better hope that they can find enough evidence to acquit. And um, if they can't find enough evidence to acquit, then obviously they're not looking hard enough because there is more than enough evidence in this case to convict. Uh, Derek Chauvin and the three other officers for murdering George Floyd in cold blood, and this could possibly set a new precedent. It could set, um, it could show that these police officers 
whether we give them qualified immunity or not, nobody has the right to murder somebody in cold blood while being videotaped and uh, with, with many bystanders and get away with it. Because that's possible. Um, it's very likely that something like that happens. And it's truly criminal, it's truly corrupt that we could let something happen. But I want to know what you think about it. So please call us at 567-218-3223 uh, if you want to talk about the case. And we have a caller. Hello, how you doing, Eli? Good, how are you? I'm doing good. We're talking George Floyd. Uh, so I'm sure you've seen the video. I'm sure you've seen um, everything that happened. I, I don't think that you could possibly uh, not have witnessed what we all witnessed in the aftermath of the trial. Or of the, of the murder. Yeah. So what were your original thoughts on uh, that case? I mean... Are you, are you, I mean, I, I expected more than we got. I expected first degree murder, but we didn't get that. And, and in a way it could be good um, because it might give us a better chance to convict. Um, so what, what did you think about the case from the beginning? Um, I haven't really like done much research about the case recently. I just know that he's been charged or has he, I have not been like keeping up to date with much recently. His case and all. Yeah, so Derek Chauvin was, you know, the the main police officer that we all witnessed. Um, but knowing how our nation's been in the past, uh, we have a, a a reputation for being quite a racist, and this is definitely a race-filled crime. Would you agree with that? I would, most definitely. So do you think that the crime itself was racist? Do you think that Derek Chauvin was that do you think that race was? Do you think that uh, Derek Chauvin would have murdered a white woman there on the street? Do you think that uh, the race they're going to defend that it's racially motivated in court? Sorry, I'm having a hard time hearing. You could repeat that. Uh, do you think that the uh, defense is going to try to say that it wasn't racially motivated? I think they will. Yes, and now we all should know. The the race part of this is the the worrisome part because Rodney King was beaten on the street and we have video evidence to prove that Rodney King was beaten on the street by many officers and they got off. So it's not really a question. I don't want to really want to talk to anybody about whether or not they should find him guilty, but whether or not they will. So, I mean, we all have that gut feeling. In your gut, do you believe that these officers will be found guilty? As much as I hope they will be found guilty, I'm not sure they will, just because of our long history of racism and racist crimes and how they've been handled. Our country um, is notorious for racial profiling in our police systems and our police systems are really need to be reformed do you believe in i mean there, there's this whole thing that's been pushed uh with um you know i guess you could say 
defunding the police. Do you believe in defunding the police or are you more on the side of reform? I'm more on the side of reform. I think would America would not be a great place if we just defunded the police altogether. But I think it definitely does need to be reformed. Severely. Yeah. I mean, if based on the way things are going right now, if we don't get some sort of reform um, in our police system, then the, this string of racist and uh, profiling crimes are going to continue. I mean, do you agree? They're not gonna stop. Yeah, they're not going to stop. And I'm not saying we're going to see things as obvious as George Floyd. I mean, George Floyd was, mm-hmm. that man had some, he was a very brave man to think that he could do what he did with as many eyes on him. But he kept doing it. I mean, nine minutes is a long time to think. Um, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I, I don't yeah. see how they get him off. But I'll tell you what, if they don't, I am going to definitely need to pray for our country and for our cities mm-hmm. and for our justice system. Um, yeah. And we are going to see a repeat of what we saw after the original murder. And it's going to be worse. Mm-hmm. So if our police, and I'm not saying all police are bad. I don't agree with that. You know, um, I've met some very great police officers who do amazing things, but our police are going to have to come together and uh, create this, this non-racist police system that people can look at from outside and say that that is a good system because Right now, I'm kind of embarrassed at the way that other countries must look at our system. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I'm not happy with how our government has been handling racist crimes. I'm ashamed of it. And uh, towards the beginning of, you know, everything that happened throughout the election process, throughout the, the riots after the killing of George Floyd, I was ashamed almost to be an American. I was ashamed to stand for the national anthem, ashamed to fly the American flag because flying the American flag is a sign of pride, right? And we didn't have reason to be prideful. Yeah. So I really would like to find a reason to be prideful in my country again. I, I remember when Biden was elected and I felt a little bit of pride. I felt excited, hopeful because you know, other people I know that day felt very bad. They they like there were people who liked President Trump, and I understand that. But at that that day, I felt in my soul a little bit of hope for our nation, and I really hope that if we see these officers serve time in prison and justice sort of be served, that'll create a little more hope and maybe mean our country's going in the right direction. Yeah, I'm hoping we're hoping this is a step forward. I hope so too, and I hope that after the uh, we, we we hear the verdict, I, I wonder where I'm going to be during the verdict. I really hope the people that I'm with at the time care uh, enough to watch it, because I will be glued to my screen the minute we hear that verdict. It's going to be like OJ for Gen, uh, you know, Generation Z. But I will speak to you, sir. Once we hear that verdict, you'll definitely have to call in again, and we can talk. Hopefully, in a uh, hopeful mood. Um, because I do have faith in the jurors in Minneapolis to convict Derek Chauvin on this 
of these charges. Yeah. So thank you very much for calling in. Uh, Eli, it was great speaking with you. And we will talk to you, you another time. All right, cool. All right, thank you. No problem. So that was Eli, who we were talking to there. Uh, we talked about George Floyd and about restoring hope in our nation because a lot of things have gone wrong, um, you know, with especially throughout the election. I know a lot of us felt hopeless. We were like, is this going to continue? Are we going to see things continue to go on, um, you know, like we saw when Joe Biden was legally elected president? Is this going to happen every four years? I was nervous that Joe, even, you know, that Joe Biden was elected. I was a little nervous um, because I knew that this was possibly going to become a new thing. And I knew that if this became a new thing, that was going to be a little bit of a problem. Um, so as much as we can do to restore uh, faith in our nation, by electing Biden, I felt that we restored a little bit of the faith in our nation. And now what we can really do to prove that we are against um, some of the racism that we see in our policing systems we can convict Derek Chauvin. We can send him to jail for the crimes that he committed on the streets of Minneapolis that we all witnessed because people took a video of it. We didn't have to see through, we didn't have to learn about it through eyewitnesses. We didn't have to see through some lousy uh, security footage from the corner. We got to see body cam footage. We got to see footage taken by an American citizen sitting there waiting and watching as it went down. And we were able to see everything, right? We were not left in the dust in this case. The American people were able to see everything about the case that we needed to see. And if this jury can say that they do not have enough information to convict on this basis, I will say that that is absolutely not true, right? Um so we have another call coming in. Hello, how you doing? Good, how are you? I'm doing great. So uh awesome. I'm assuming this is Mira. Yes it is. That is great. Thank you for calling in. Um you know, otherwise I sit here and talk to myself for too long and it gets weird. So this is <laughs> this is definitely helpful. So what do you want to talk about, Mira? All right. I would like to ask a question for you. All right, let's hear it. What is your favorite to talk topic to talk about and why? So my favorite things to talk about are anything that I can blab on for a long time. If it has anything to do, you know, obviously what I talk about mostly is political. I really enjoyed, uh, you know, it's going to sound weird, but I kind of miss, I don't miss Trump as a president, but I kind of miss him um, as like a media icon, being able to rag on Trump for a very long time about things he said. And his administration was very exciting. Now, I'll tell you what, I definitely would not like to have him back, you know, uh, but it was nice like here let's just say thank you for listening to inside the 435 
Our show is supported by sponsors and our loyal audience. This episode is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. This podcast is hosted and produced with Anchor. Here is why you should use Anchor to produce your podcast. It's free, no cost to you ever. There are creation tools built into Anchor allowing you to record, edit, and upload your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor takes the tedious and long process of distribution off of your to-do list. Your show will be automatically distributed to Spotify and Apple Podcasts for you. Everyone dreams of making a little bit of money from a podcast. This is made possible by Anchor. With no minimum listenership, you can be offered sponsorships. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Do not wait a second longer. Download the free Anchor app, that's A-N-C-H-O-R, or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Politics gets boring again, where everything's going well, our country's being run well. What am I supposed to talk about? Right. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, boring politics is not good for political commentators and uh, podcast hosts. Um, But, yeah, I really like talking about things like the impeachment where it's so like I I enjoy the legal aspect of it. I I want to be a lawyer. So anything where I can research Mm -hmm. the law behind it, you know, I love trials. I love impeachment trials, just things like that. Um, You know, lawmaking process, really boring things. I enjoy them a lot. Um, yeah, um, I can tell we are exact opposites on that. <laughs> so what do you like to talk about? I mean, what's the opposite of what I just said? Um, ooh, I really, really like to talk about um, definitely movies and TV shows. I have extensive research on random movies that I, you know, just like. So That is a little um, kind of on the opposite side of law uh, and government. Yeah. Uh, but didn't you do mock trial though? I did do mock trial. Okay. What, uh, what did you do in mock trial? Okay. So I am not the best at being a lawyer. Uh, so I don't like to do that. Instead, I like to play the witness. Um, so basically you give, like, you get a testimony for your witness and you have your lawyers, um, and you kind of memorize what they're going to ask you. And then we had our trial, and it was over Zoom. And, of course, my camera cut out during the middle of my thing. Well, it was, like, cross-examination, so that was horrifying. But uh, we did end up winning the trial, so that was pretty good. I'll tell you what, I'm very glad. Um, Well, see, I was kind of disappointed. I did not get to do mock trial this year um, because I was kind of busy with other things. But hearing that the uh, trial was on Zoom, I... Definitely look forward to doing it another year. That sounds... Yes, it was really good. That sounds pretty lame, I'll be honest. Uh, (laughs) I really do not like doing things over Zoom, even though I've done 31 episodes of a podcast over Zoom. And uh, (laughs) that's... You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting over with those. But maybe I could join you on Mock Trial next year, if that's something thing uh that i'm interested in doing and if i don't have to do a trial over zoom uh, but it, it is realistic actually because yeah. um, a lot of trials were done over zoom this year yeah it was very um fun although it was kind of stressful it was a lot harder than uh junior high trial because it was almost like more intense and it was really fun it was like 
kind of like nerve wracking because a lot of them were much better than me. So it was interesting to go to trial. A lot of the witnesses were much better than you or the lawyers? Uh, the witnesses. The lawyers were amazing, though. Um, I could never be a lawyer. I do not understand how people can do that. It is insane. So as a witness, um, saying that the other witnesses were better than you, are they just like better at acting or are they better at like uh, avoiding questions? Um, I have to say it's almost have to pick and choose when you're trying to fight questions with your cross attorney and I was not the best at that I almost like kept falling into the trap where I kept saying yes over and over again and I think a lot of people were better at um, defending themselves so um, I wasn't the best at it but I did enjoy it is it scary um, being cross-examined by I mean here were you a uh, witness for the defense or prosecution I uh, was um, you cut out like right at the important part there. You were what? Defense. Okay. Was it scary being cross-examined by the prosecution? Because these are lawyers that you probably don't know. Um, I broke down crying multiple times beforehand because um, I was so nervous. But the lawyer I got, she was super sweet. Um, and the questions she wrote were very, very easy. Um, and they were almost questioning my... Uh, experience and I was a detective for around 15 to 20 years and she was questioning how many classes I took when really she should have been questioning how biased I was so she was not the best at that but she did have some questions that kind of like messed up my testimony so uh, if this uh, lawyer here is saying this you are very sweet but you're a pretty bad lawyer that's what I'm hearing you saying. Am I correct? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. If you ever get into a position where you're actually being uh, like forced to cross-examine a witness, you probably shouldn't be reading questions that you wrote down. You know? Was that like mm -hmm. what they did? They write yeah. down questions? Uh, basically. But then uh, again, you, you you'll get better at it as you... Yeah, you have like a set of questions that everyone writes down and you just kind of like base more questions on what the witness said. How long did you have to uh, study your testimony and how did, long did the lawyers have to study the case before the trial? Uh, we started in early September and the trial was late January. So like five months. That's not bad. That's uh, surprisingly close to the actual uh length of time that people have to uh you know actually uh yeah yeah study trials and you know go through discovery phase and all that um i want to tell you i don't know who this is but we just got a comment that says hello from italy so that's pretty sweet oh. yeah yeah that's pretty cool people listen from italy i that is... didn't know that but i guess wow. they do so yeah somebody from italy just heard your uh story about this bad defense attorney who was really sweet or no bad prosecutor who was really sweet that is that is very interesting yes it is um but yeah thank you for calling in with that question uh we have another call it looks like from myra yeah. so that'll be fun uh we oh, recently have fun myra recently joined our team as our head of i think we said marketing 
yeah, she she runs the Instagram. Pretty cool. Uh, but thank yeah. you, Mira, for calling in, and hope to talk to you soon. All right. Bye. See ya. All right, that was Mira. Thank you very much for calling in. And uh, now we are going to, this sounds confusing, uh, we're leaving Mira. We're going to call Myra because uh, she called us. And we didn't answer because, uh, yeah, we're mean, I guess. Um, but, yeah, that was interesting. I liked that question. Uh, I like to talk about anything law-related, and then that uh, led into us talking uh, about mock trial. So, yeah, you should totally do mock trial. Sounds fun. Uh, but yeah, anything that has to do with like, I, I really like talking about the deep subjects, the subjects where a lot of it depends on written law, because a lot of written law um, has to do with your interpretation, right? So things in the Constitution are so old sometimes that everything has to do with how you interpret um, the law, not necessarily how the law is written, because that can actually be quite confusing. Um, I mean, law is written so long ago sometimes and uh you know a lot of what lawyers do is interpret i mean lawyers sometimes have two different interpret interpretations of the same law that's kind of what happens um and uh the the way a lot of things are argued is sometimes not based on the current law that is present we saw that in the impeachment trial they didn't base their rulings on current law that was present because we have never had a um, impeachment trial where a lawyer or no, where, where the um, defendant where, the, where there is an argument over whether or not the defendant can be tried. We've never seen an impeachment trial where somebody like President Trump who was former President Trump at the time where, where there was an argument over whether or not former President Trump could be tried. Um, so that was really interesting because you couldn't necessarily base your claims on what is the law of the land. Uh, yes. So we're talking to Myra now. Hi. Myra, how are you doing? I'm I can. Good. Can you hear me? I can. That is great. Okay. We just spoke with uh, Mira, and that's not going to confuse everybody else. Um, but <laughs> yeah, we talked about, uh, we, well, we started to talk about what, what my favorite topic to uh, talk about and debate is. Uh, and I said anything legal related, and then we got into mock trial. So, Myra, what do you want to talk about? I was talking about Derek Chauvin earlier, um, and how you doing? Uh, we can talk about that. All right, so we all know what happened. Um, and uh, judging on your Instagram, I'm sure you do know what happened. Am I correct on that? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it has been a busy week. <laughs> it, it has been a busy year for... Um, Instagram activists, that is definitely, uh, yeah. Um, but now that uh, maybe some of the uh, you know, news is slowing down and things are calming down as COVID's possibly uh, slowing down and bringing our lives back to normal, you can make time out of your Instagram activism and help me run my Instagram page. Uh, Myra is, our, uh, is the head of marketing at Inside the 435, and she runs our Instagram now. So, um, Anything that she says uh, is, I might not agree with. Just saying. Um, no. So, 
we all saw what happened. What are your thoughts on, uh, you know, what were, what were your thoughts before the, uh, like, trial? Just on the case, on the murder, what did you think? I think going into trial, uh, prosecution has it pretty easy because they have it on video of him doing it. Um, they just have to prove now. They have to be like, yes, this was, they have to decide whether or not it was committed. And I feel like a lot of people have started calling it the George case, but it's not. It's Derek Shelvin's case. And it's him committing murder. I feel like just attach a negative connotation to it when we're just like, oh, it's the George Floyd case. No, this is the murderer's case. Right. It's just like, um, um, like the Wikipedia page is not called uh, the Nicole Brown Simpson case. It's called o- the OJ Simpson case. Um, because, exactly. you know, I also don't like that, you know, the murderer is getting the spotlight, but the murderer is not getting the spotlight here necessarily. Um, the murder is being looked down on by everybody. Um, it is very hard to find somebody who says that Derek Chauvin should not serve time for what he did. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think it's really hard. I think right now it's just everyone thinking what degree of murder is it? Because to me, I don't think it was first-degree murder. I don't think it was premeditated. I don't think he went into it thinking, I'm going to kill him. I think it happened. It just happened as it he arrested him. Right. I would love to charge Derek Chauvin with first-degree murder. I would love to. But we saw what happens when you try to charge somebody with first-degree murder without substantial evidence that it's first degree, right? Um, We tried to charge O.J. Simpson with first degree murder. And if he did it, right, I'm not saying he did or he didn't, but if he did, I don't know if it was first degree. Maybe he went over there to slash her tires like this. You know, this was a theory thrown around. Maybe he went to slash her tires and, you know, she surprised him and he killed her there. That's not first degree murder. And no, it was not premeditated. I don't think he said, um, this man is going to not want to get in the car, so we're going to throw him on the ground. In the process of trying to get into the car, we're going to throw him on the ground and put my knee out his neck for nine minutes and I'm going to kill him. He did not say that. Nobody in their right mind says that. What happened is he started to make an arrest. He felt, um, for whatever reason, that he was threatened by a uh, physically larger black male. So what he did is he got him on the ground in handcuffs, right, and placed his knee on his neck, um, which already right there is a problem. I don't know why somebody in handcuffs on the ground needs to have a knee on their neck, but, oh well. It then stayed there for nine minutes, four of which the uh, suspect was um, unconscious. And I do want to say that he was unarmed, right? Um, He posed no threat to these men handcuffed on the ground. Even the the reason that the police were there was a nonviolent reason. It was over a check that they thought was a fake check. Right. Oh, I'm getting murdered anyway. Uh, no arrest so, should result in murder, but... I mean, that's like the littlest thing you can do to get murdered in America is be black and be accused of writing a fake check, right? So what happened now is he's on trial, right? So do you have um, faith in this jury's ability to judge this case? Um, I'm nervous because I think it's going to be really hard to find a jury that hasn't heard about this case. I think it's going to be difficult for them to be impartial, but I do hope that they will be. I hope that they will find a verdict that 
would be like what everybody wants. I've spoken to a lot of, I mean, the, the, I don't, from the beginning I said that I don't think this is a race issue. I, I really didn't think that it was a race issue. I didn't like, not, I'm not saying the murder wasn't racial. The murder was racial, but I didn't think this was going to cause a racial divide. I said, everybody who's black, right? Knows that, knows that, that fear knows what happened. And everybody who's white saw what happened. I'm white. And I looked at that and I'm like, holy crap, he just murdered him in cold blood. I just saw somebody go from living to dead in 10 minutes. And I, I thought that was the case. And I, I truly do have faith in America. I think that that sort of is the case. It's hard to even find white people. I mean, OJ, like another racial, racial case, was divided almost perfectly um, along racial lines. I don't think this is divided like that. I think it's going to be very hard to find a jury that's um, hasn't heard about the case, but I think we can find him. I think I think the jury will be impartial, and I think that the majority of white people believe that Derek Chauvin should, should serve time. And I don't understand where this divide is coming from. I mean, I if somebody truly believes, and if somebody wanted to come on here and talk to me and truly believe that Derek Chauvin should not serve time because he's a police officer doing his job, I'm going to hang up and not talk to them right now because I already know they're crazy, right? It is so obvious, and everyone agrees that this man should serve time, but can we prove in a court of law what we need to prove? I think yes. What do you, what do you think? I think looking at it from a legal standpoint, it's not about whether or not did it out of spite or out of um, race issue it was did he murder him and there is video evidence that he did like there's no way that you can say no he did not commit the murder i don't understand how Derek chauvin i mean i saw how brave he was to do what he did in front of that many people that's some that's some bravery not bravery is not always good but that's some bravery so i wasn't necessarily surprised that he was brave enough to then say i'm gonna plead not guilty to killing this man I would have understood if he pled not guilty to first-degree murder, second-degree murder, but to plead not guilty to manslaughter, to say that you recklessly, unintentionally killed this man when we have it on video. Um, I'm not going to say, I'm going to redo that. You rec recklessly and using excessive force murdered George Floyd on the street, and we have video of it, and then to go and say uh, that you are not guilty, that's, that is a... a you know, that's a bad punch to deliver to the American citizens who were supposed to trust you. And there's there's no way he comes out of this without a charge. If he doesn't get the second degree murder charge, he'll get the manslaughter charge because there's video proof. I watched nine minutes of it. You know, right? Um, there's no way out of this. And if he does, he's not going to be safe. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, we've we've talked about it. If if he if he walks, he someone's gonna shoot him coming out of the courtroom. Yep. And I'm not saying do that. I'm saying don't do that. Uh, I can't be here promoting anything, but I'm saying it is very likely that somebody will try to do harm to this man because here I'll tell you what. There's no way he walks. All right, I promise you, there is no way he walks out of that courtroom on the day of the verdict. I'm not so certain that'll get second degree murder. Maybe not third, but he's going to get the manslaughter charge. He will get some charge in this case. I think he will get the second-degree murder charge, but he is definitely getting charged with something. There is no way that a jury can 
uh, find him not guilty, right? Um, and then somehow managed to stay alive after that, right? And I, I've, I've said that this jury better find something to be able to convict this man of something, right? For the soul of America, this man needs to be found guilty of a crime. And you know what's going to happen to our cities if he's found not guilty. Our, our justice system, our nation, will be torn apart. For good reason, if he walks. Oh, yeah, totally. Nine I'm... minutes of him killing a person. Right. That, that's not something that you walk away from. No, it isn't. I'm not saying that. Uh, I'm not saying that I condone rioting, but I'm not. I, I will understand it. I will totally understand everything that happens if this man walks. But I don't really want to talk about that. I mean, I'm sure you don't. I'm sure we both know he's not going to walk. But yeah, there's no way. I would like there's to see. No I would like to see him charged with second degree murder. That would be a win. A manslaughter charge isn't a win. That's just justice. I think that would be. Yeah, but I think the second degree charge is just that would be amazing. That would be so great. Right to get the second degree murder charge would be would be justice for George Floyd, but to get you know if if we get the manslaughter charge, then I would say hey this man did something he he killed he murdered somebody in the middle of the street we all saw it and he was sent to prison, and tell you what if that happens I'll be I'll be completely content. I'm never going to be content with what happened. That's You can't be. But I can be content with the response that our nation gave, and I can be content with the verdict that our jury gave. Uh, I, I feel like the manslaughter charge is understating how big what happened happened was. Like, this was a turning point. We were seeing, we were seeing racism in cops. Like, this is our, these are the people that are supposed to protect us, and they're not protecting a majority of the people there. And we also have third-degree murder. The case needs to be treated. We have third-degree murder, too. Uh, third-degree murder. That they bumped it up a charge. I remember when they did it. Right. They they dropped third-degree murder, and then they reinstated it in the middle of the trial, or in the middle of uh, the um, jury selection. Um, and I think having those three options on the table gives this jury a lot of wiggle room, right? If we, if this jury can honestly say, we can't find him guilty of second-degree murder, all right, look at third. And if you can really honestly say that he's not guilty of third, you can look at the manslaughter charge, with, which doesn't require intent, and it doesn't require motive. Manslaughter is very easy to prove, especially when you got a video, right? It's very, very easy. <laughs> if you can, if you can show him, and it's undeniable him killing a person. You're not going to walk. You're never going to walk. All we need is a uh, a police officer from, or no, not a police officer, a high-ranked um, officer from the uh, from the LAPD to come out and say that what he did was not proper protocol, and to say that a police shouldn't have done what he did, and you've got him locked up. They're going to argue that it's proper protocol, which doesn't make any sense. They're going to argue that the knee on the neck thing is proper protocol, right? Just like they tried to argue that breaking into somebody's home never. while they're shooting and sleep and and while they're sleeping, uh, and shooting an unarmed woman is is proper protocol. And if we can get somebody to to testify and say no, this is not proper protocol. A, a, an officer should never do what this man did. I think you've got him locked up, right? 
feel like what you see with cops though is they always protect each other, even if it's wrong. To have one step forward would be a win for the people, but he would have to quit his job. He would never be able to be a cop because of that sense of unity that they have. They don't protect each other. Oh, we'll destroy the whatever. They'll protect each other before they come out and say what this person did was wrong. Do you know what qualified immunity is? I do. So, for those watching who don't understand, qualified immunity is um, an immunity that's granted to police officers, um, and it protects them in many cases from uh, a civil lawsuit, from being sued for actions. And the reason that qualified immunity exists is is sort of a decent reason. I mean, it's understandable. I don't agree, but it's understandable. And it says that um, a police officer needs to be able to do their job without thinking too long or delaying um, or worrying about a civil suit. I think that's that's fair reasoning. But qualified immunity hurts everybody. Qualified immunity shows police that they can do whatever they want and they will not be civilly sued. As long as they don't break federal law, they cannot be sued, right? For So destruction of property, uh, they cannot be sued. Wrongful death, they cannot be sued. And this doesn't apply always, but it applies a lot. So a lot of states are starting, or a few states are starting to get rid of qualified immunity. New York um, and YPD got rid of qualified immunity. And what, what are your thoughts on that? I think qualified immunity should have never existed in the first place. Because if you're doing something that warrants a civil suit, you shouldn't be doing it. It's for your job. So I just think that the whole idea of it is stupid. What gives a privilege to do illegal things than a normal citizen? Now, do you understand the reasoning that it's there? Like, like I can, I can, if if I can understand the other side, like the other side is a very good reason. Police need to be able to do their job. But when you look at what this causes, the the benefits do not outweigh the cost. Um, the cost is uh, police feel like they are immune from suits, so they do not think about their actions and they do things. Um, and this does not re- apply to all police. This is a very little police, but it gives police that option to do what they want, whether it's right or wrong. And that is the reason that qualified immunity is bad. And it, I think getting rid of it is ultimately the, the, a goal we should strive for. Um, anything you can do to limit um, this undeniable power to police while allowing them to do their jobs and maintain safety is good. And I think getting rid of qualified immunity does that. I definitely there. I think that every qualified immunity, I think it shouldn't exist. I understand why it's created, but it's being abused. And it's not being used for the right reasons anymore. It needs to get thrown out. Yes, I totally agree. And I think that our uh, federal courts should begin to uh, look at the constitutionality of um, qualified immunity. I think our Senate and our uh, House need to look at qualified immunity as a federal issue. Um, but I'm glad that states are starting to look into this and individual offices, uh, police offices are starting to look into this. Um, it's it's very good that we are starting to make some progress. And do you see progress? I mean, I, I see some sort of progress, whether it's what we were expecting or not. Um 
I do see progress in, in almost, almost every day. There's something to look forward to, but almost every day there's something uh, to not be proud of. Oh, sorry. Um, I don't really see progress because the other day a black child was shot for picking a flower. Now it wasn't a check. It was and that it doesn't sit right with me. <laughs> um, I mean, it I shouldn't sit right I with you. I think they're making strides in the right direction. Um, I think they're taking strides in the right direction. Not doing enough. Taking baby steps is only going to work for so long. Now, these, uh, I think what these, a lot of these strides that, like the, these things that we're doing to fix some of these issues are not fixing issues, but they're painting over the issues. Uh, I think taking these baby steps doesn't solve anything. It just makes it look like we're solving something. And I think, you know, a lot of people say you can't just jump into something. You got to, you know, work our way into it. That doesn't always work. Sometimes you need to put your foot down and, and make a change. And I think that's what needs to happen in our police system. Exactly, because the few, they use the phrase, uh, there's only a few bad apples, but there are too many bad apples. Be comfortable. Like, it's not just a few anymore, it's a majority, and there are a few good cops. And I think that is, that's an, it's a huge issue. Now, do you really think it's the majority? I mean, I would say that the majority of um, police departments and they they have a problem. But do you think the majority of police officers have male intent? I don't think into it with malice intent. I don't think they wake up every day and say, "Hey, I'm going to be racist today." But I do think it's there. I think it's structured in them. I don't think they're trained enough. They don't know proper protocol. And that leads to situations where people get hurt. Something where they need to be retrained. They need to be told, listen, that shooting should not be the first option anymore. From what we've seen, shooting is never the right way. Yeah, I don't like the entire, uh, you know, almost procedure that's put in place, like shoot first, think second. Um, should be the other way around. Um but thank you, Mara, for talking to us. Uh, a lot of great points. Um, always a pleasure to talk to you. And uh, thank you very much. We will talk to you later. All right. Thank you. Bye. That was Myra Smith, everybody. Thank you very much. If you stayed and uh, watched the show, if you called in, thank you very much. And we will see you uh, tomorrow. This has been episode number 31 of Inside the 435. This has been Jack Bowie on Inside the 435. Don't lose track of the latest news. Follow Inside the 435 on Spotify and Apple Podcasts so you're always notified when a new episode goes live.